And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. My name is Adam Solomini, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. Let's get right into it, shall we? As you know, Veterans Day is coming up. I've talked about it in the past. I do have quite a few veterans in my family. Most notably in the greatest generation, my grandfather's generation. My grandfather served in the Navy. His brothers served in the military as well. My grandmother served, and her brothers, two of them, were lost at Pearl Harbor. Our veterans, whether they have served in a theater of war or not, certainly have sacrificed, and their families have sacrificed as well. Imagine being a mom or a dad and your significant other is in the military and get shipped off six months at a time and you're left home alone trying to take care of the bills, the children, daily life, your own life. So veterans as well as their families certainly have sacrificed for us. So we want to thank them, honor them, and that's why we're going to talk about some stories of veterans today. For those that don't know, sometimes it is very difficult to get back into civilian life after you have served in the military, especially getting a job, maybe creating your own business. So we're going to highlight a few people that have overcome the transition. They have helped others. They employ other veterans and have used some of the services that we provide to our veterans, although I would say we definitely need more funding for these. Maybe take the money from Congress salary put them towards veterans. How's that sound? Anyhow, hopefully some of these stories will be inspiring, and if you are a veteran, maybe these will help you along your path towards your legacy. First up, Chris Wheaton. Chris was a master sergeant in the Air Force. He spent 20 years in the military, and he never expected to be his own boss. After all, he was used to following orders after 20 years in the Air Force. He said, when I was in the military, everything was a checklist. I knew where to go, how to do it. Then, Sweeten got a job as the training director at a security company, and he decided he wanted to run his own show. When Sweeten started 3D Security Training Solutions, he'd had very little business training. Then he learned that veterans were eligible for the Boots to Business courses sponsored nationwide by the Small Business Administration. They taught me about bank loans and how to make a business plan, says Sweeten, who tapped his savings and his credit card to get his business going. Six months after we opened, we broke even, he said. Now he is consistently receiving a paycheck as CEO of his company. Great job, Chris. Next, Herb Carmen, who was a captain in the Navy and spent 24 years in the military. Garmin was a Navy pilot who served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and later at the Pentagon. A graduate of the Naval Academy, he began his executive MBA from Georgetown while he was still in the service and working on staff with the Secretary of Defense. Then one day he got the call. He was being deployed in 27 days. That was stressful, says Garmin, noting that under the GI Bill, reimbursement rules changed while he was deployed. 
dramatically increasing his out-of-pocket costs. I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay for school when I came back, said Garmin. Georgetown, however, had built a strong relationship with its veterans. When Garmin returned from overseas 12 months later, the business school made sure he could pick up right where he left off with the next year's cohort. They had also arranged for his scholarship to make up for his lost funding. Today, Carmen works as an acquisitions analyst for the consulting firm Booz Allen Hamilton. He said his proudest moment was balancing the demands of family, school, and work while earning a Georgetown MBA. He said, regardless if you stay in for one tour or you stay and become a general or an admiral, you do get out at some point. When the rubber meets the road, how much did you do to plan for that event? Some great words of wisdom there. Next, Curtis Riggs, who served in the Army for 21 years and recently retired. He envisioned his own transition and next steps and, while still on active duty, founded the Military Influencer Conference. The MIC lays claim to being the largest single gathering of entrepreneurs, leaders, and creatives in the military space. Now in its fifth year, the MIC is a powerful community of military influencers who understand the importance of mentorship, storytelling, and collaboration. The MIC has been held in Texas, Florida, and D.C. and has featured key veterans, leaders, and supportive companies like NASCAR driver and Navy veteran Jesse Ouji, Army veteran and CEO of Street Shares Mark Rockefeller. Amy Bouchatz of Military.com and companies like USAA also are involved, along with Comcast, NBC Universal, and Amazon. Noah Courier, a Marine veteran who served in the Middle East, was paralyzed in an auto accident shortly after returning home from deployment. The next few years proved to be very challenging, but Noah would later connect with the Paralyzed Veterans of America a 75-year-old national congressionally chartered nonprofit where he founded a renewed sense of self and capability through competitive adaptive sports. Courier founded Oscar Mike, an apparel company that makes military-themed shirts and hoodies named after the military term for being on the move. In addition to serving as the president of Oscar Mike, Noah founded the Oscar Mike Foundation, a nonprofit that focuses on connecting injured service members and veterans with adaptive sports. What a great purpose. Although numbers vary, there are over 500,000 people considered homeless in the United States, of which an estimated 40,000 are veterans. Being homeless was something retired Army Major Jazz Booth never thought would happen but came to know firsthand. After leaving the military and battling and beating cancer, Booth found herself to be a single mother with no place to live. Told there were no existing transition programs for women veterans with children, Booth set out to address this need by founding Final Salute, a nonprofit that aims to provide for homeless women veterans and their children. Based on what Booth calls her commitment to never leave a fallen comrade, Final Salute also helps women establish plans towards independence and gaining a foothold in civilian life. To date, she and Final Salute have provided over 15,000 transitional housing days to women in need. Over 5,000 women have received direct financial assistance, and over 60 women and their children have been placed in supportive housing through Final Salute's home program. Next, Daniel Ellert. Daniel was an Army drill sergeant for four years, but is now the CEO of Gruntstyle, 
a $100 million military pride apparel brand that he founded so people don't look lame while showing off your pride in the army, military, and in country. Grunstyle is comprised of a balanced mixture of former service members and non-vets. Alaric points out this was intentional, noting that each group has things to teach and learn from the other. Something forged in Alaric from his military service, never quitting, has allowed him to grow his business even when it appeared like it was doomed to fail. He believes every problem in a business can be fixed, whether it's poor product fit, bad marketing, or a need for financing. These problems can be solved, but not by quitting. That's right, never quit. Army veteran and West Point graduate Kimberly Jung took a slightly different route to giving back. After serving in Afghanistan, she devised a way to support the people there. She co-founded Rumi Spice, which works with Afghan farmers to import quality saffron into the United States. She said, Succeeding in ambiguous situations, finding solutions to challenging problems through teamwork and innovation, and walking into the unknown and making it work. Jung also serves as the National Board of Directors for Bunker Labs, a nonprofit that helps veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs develop and grow successful businesses. With chapters in over 30 cities nationwide, Bunker Labs offers educational programming, mentors, and local networks to help veterans start and grow businesses. An extension of Bunker Labs, Launch Lab Online, is an online platform that provides vets anywhere in the world access to entrepreneurship education. Next, Jay Holden Gibbons, the owner of Veterans Combating Child Hunger. Gibbons served in the United States Army and created VCCH as an initiative that utilizes volunteer labor to sustainably farm vacant and delinquent land in the Cleveland area for the purpose of engaging more stakeholders in the community. It also reduces government budget waste, reducing society's carbon footprint as it relates to the food supply, and reducing government food subsidy reliance by replacing it slowly with locally sourced food. When asked what inspired him to start his business, he said, While serving in Afghanistan, I saw abject poverty at every turn, especially on the faces of children, and was moved to do something about it. I was frustrated by the fact that the soil and climate simply could not support any agriculture. The land had exceeded its carrying capacity. The 2007-2008 financial crisis had ravaged my hometown of Cleveland and led to many vacant lots sitting idle in the inner city. This land availability, combined with the desire to utilize it to feed those in need, was what inspired me to start VCCH, he said. Next up, Nick Balcom. In 2008, Nick Balcom returned from active duty as an infantryman in Iraq only to find out that his career prospects were few and far in between. I couldn't find a job. I was nearly broke, Balcom said on CNBC's Blue Collar Millionaires, and he needed work. My wife at the time was pregnant and I needed to put food on the table, he said. Every so often, his neighbors in Alexandria, Virginia would ask him to help them during moves. He realized he could make a business out of that. So on November 10, 2008, the day the Marine Corps was founded in 1775, Balcom started Two Marines Moving, a moving company that only hires U.S. veterans. Now he's worth over $10 million and employs 100 other vets. The biggest thing that separates me from competition is who we hire. They're Marines, they're Army, they're Navy, they're Air Force, says Balcom, who owns the company along with his ex-wife, Christy Gutman. If they're a veteran and they work hard, 
I'm willing to hire them. Falcom's commitment to supporting other veterans has been crucial to the company's success. In fact, one of his first moving requests was from former Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld. In the first years of business, the company made $600,000 in revenue. In 2017, two Marines Moving Company added another zero to that figure. For Balcom, two Marines Moving has become more than a means of income. I could have retired years ago, but I didn't because the company is bigger than me, he says. Even though I'm no longer active duty, I can service my country and my community by helping people move. Balcom sponsors Luke's Wings, a charity that supports families of injured veterans by covering airfare costs associated with visiting them at hospitals. The company operates in Virginia, Washington, D.C., Miami, Florida, and has expanded to other regions as well. Now, you would think that military members and their families would have the discipline to save money and make their way towards being millionaires. However, that's not the case Many times their financial life is in chaos and they need help. I've mentioned this before in the past. Half of all of the donations that come into this podcast are placed into a scholarship fund. And the scholarship fund is for underserved, underprivileged, and people in extreme situations. And that too means veterans. You can donate via Cash App at dollar sign in financer if you're interested in doing so. Now on the flip side of that, there are some veterans that are doing extremely well and they have used their military experience, the things they learned in the military, to become millionaires, even billionaires. Let's talk about them. Kathleen Hildreth. Her net worth is $370 million. The daughter of two pilots, Hildreth graduated from West Point in 1983 and served around the globe from Panama to South Korea as a helicopter pilot and maintenance test pilot. After resigning as a service-disabled veteran in 1988, she worked at defense contractors GE, Lockheed Martin, and DynCorp. That is where she met her co-founder, William Schelt. They launched Texan Aviation Maintenance Company M1 Support Services in 2003, which tallied $850 million in sales just a few years ago. Next, George Joseph, who has a net worth of $1.5 billion. The West Virginia native and son of Lebanese immigrants piloted a B-17 bomber in World War II starting in 1942. He served in some 50 missions, including bombing runs over Tunisia and supporting allies in Italy. Joseph, aged 24 at the end of the war, attended Harvard on the GI Bill. He went on to found Mercury General Corps in 1962. The publicly traded insurance company now boasts $3.5 billion in annual revenue. He owns 34% of the company. Next up, and somebody you may have heard of, Charlie Munger, who has a net worth of $1.8 billion, mostly from Berkshire Hathaway. Munger dropped out of the University of Michigan in 1943 to join the U.S. Army Air Corps, where he served as second lieutenant and meteorologist. He later attended Harvard Law School, graduating in 1948, and met his future business partner, Warren Buffett, at a dinner party in 1959. Munger is still the Oracle of Omaha's right-hand man and the vice chairman of holding company Berkshire Hathaway. Next, S. Daniel Abraham. Net worth, $2 billion. Abraham was an infantryman in the Army during World War II. He joined his uncle's medical supplies company after his service. 
Abraham sold his slim fast line of diet supplements to Unilever for $2.3 billion in 2000. The combat veteran is committed to the prevention of future conflicts, founding the S. Daniel Abraham Center for the Middle East Peace in 1989. Some other billionaires that served in the military? David H. Murdoch, who earned billions by buying failing Hawaiian real estate outfit Castle & Cook, which happened to own the fruit company Dole. Bob Parsons, he pocketed some $900 million from selling the majority of GoDaddy to private equity investors and sold off the rest of his shares in the now publicly traded firm in 2018. H. Ross Perot, may ring a bell? He ran Perot Systems until 2009 when the family sold the computer services firm to Dell for $3.9 billion. John Paul DeJoria, he served in the Navy, and after he left the Navy, he partnered with Paul Mitchell to start a hair care company. A decade later after that, he acquired a stake in tequila maker Patron, which eventually was sold to Bacardi in 2018 in a $5.1 billion deal. Charles Dolan, the broadcast billionaire who served briefly in the Air Force, was worth $4.9 billion. He founded Cablevision in 1970 and sold the cable giant in 2016 for $17.7 billion. Dolan, his wife Helen, and their six children own controlling stakes in AMC Networks and Madison Square Garden's entertainment and sports companies. Fred Smith was a Yale graduate that served in Vietnam with the Marines, also happened to launch a shipping company called Federal Express. FedEx now generates $70 billion in annual revenue. Did you know that Ralph Lauren served in the Army from 1962 to 1964? He's worth $5.8 billion. Another Vietnam War vet and Army captain is Richard Kinder. Kinder co-founded Kinder Morgan in 1997 after leaving Enron. The oil and gas giant went public in 2011, raising $2.9 billion. Edward Johnson III has a net worth of $7.4 billion. He graduated from Harvard and served in the Army for a few years. After, he became an analyst at Fidelity, the money manager founded by his father in 1957. He led Fidelity as CEO for 37 years until his daughter Abigail took over in 2014. Fidelity is the second largest mutual fund manager in the United States after Vanguard with $2.9 trillion in managed assets. Donald Bren has a net worth of $15.3 billion and is America's richest real estate baron, who also served three years as an officer in the Marine Corps after graduating from the University of Washington in 1956. He joined the Mission Viejo Company in 1963, overseeing an 11,000-acre new community in the California city and later took over ownership. Now his Irvine company owns more than 115 million square feet of real estate, mostly in Southern California. Last but not least, Sheldon Adelson. Sheldon has a net worth of $35.5 billion and is the richest known veteran in America. The son of immigrants from Lithuania and Wales joined the army three and a half years after high school. After his service, Adelson and his brother Lenny sold packaged hotel toiletries. He entered the casino business at age 55 in 1989, buying the Sands Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas for $128 million with a group of partners. Adelson owns more than half of the $14 billion gambling empire. 
I guess that story tells you quite a few things. Number one, if you're a veteran, you can create something beyond your wildest imagination. Number two, if you're over the age of 50, you can create something beyond your wildest imagination. And number three, a lot of money in gambling. So there you have it. Some veteran stories ranging from budding entrepreneurs, the kindness of nonprofit pioneers, millionaires, and billionaires. A little bit of everything. Well, that's all for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also feel free to email me. The email is legacystorypodcast at infinancer.com. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story. And you can also follow me at Infinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory, whether it is through business coaching, financial coaching, or personal coaching. You can book a free discovery session with me at infinancer.com, I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. Until next time, ciao.